Yeah, again, feeling the morning. Uh, I feel like the Tin Man in the morning. Honestly, I, I need to get up and I need Dorothy to immediately uh, oil me down and uh, get all my, my elbows, my knees, my neck. At, at 41, almost 42 years old, I find it increasingly harder to get up in the morning and, and to be ready to go. I can wake up in the morning. I'm, I'm always up. That's not the issue. Waking up and having my eyeballs open at 4.30 or 4.45, 5 o'clock at the latest, isn't an issue. Not, not even in the least. But getting your body ready and moving around is a huge problem. The, I, I, I can't get the motion going for at least an hour or two hours. I, I'm, I am not a wake-up person. Hold on, I'm having real problems with uh, setting up one of my, my things. All right, that, that works. So waking up isn't the problem. It's, it's being functioning, being able to move. Like, like literally every day, my, my left, my right, my left knee, right? Wait, hold on. Okay, my left knee, it doesn't hurt, but it always feels like it's going to explode. So I need to stretch my knee all the time. All day, I need pliability like Tom Brady for my left knee just to fucking walk, for crying out loud, at 41 years old. So I don't know how Tom Brady's still playing football. I wouldn't be able to play football. Next, I'm, I'm just not a wake-up person. It doesn't matter when you wake me up. I'm, I'm a grumpy asshole man. When I get up, I like to sleep. I don't want to be talked to. I just want to fucking sleep until I can get up. I don't want to be bothered. I am getting used to doing the podcast in the morning. I like that I don't have to do it at night. I do. But I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing at night. I just spend more time doing other things work-related. So I've, I've now extended my work day from, let's say, 4.45 in the morning till about 7, 8 o'clock at night. Because now I get up, I do my research for the podcast, and then... I work all day long, and then I come home and I work on something else. I'm that type of person. I like to work. Now, of course, I do find time in there for the Peloton. I know you probably thought I was going to save my daughter or my son or something like that. But I take that personal time and I hop on the Peloton because I believe that my health and trying to be around longer so that I can outlive my dad who died at 58 of a heart attack, I'd like to be around longer so that I could be here to not spend to not spend time with my kids just to be alive. So if they need me, dad will still be here because he cranks it out on the Peloton. Bro, I'm a Peloton beast. I got to tell you, I'll have to do, you know what we should do? We'll have to do a podcast, uh, a Peloton podcast. One of these days from the Peloton and I'm not doing it at five in the morning. So we'll, we'll, we'll pick a night and I, and I will do the broadcast from the Peloton and anybody who has a Peloton can join me and we can do a nice, you know, 45 minute low impact ride. Nothing crazy. Uh, I, I know like I, I do some of the rides. I go beast mode, bro. Like literally I, I'm trying to, my goal is I would like to, if you have a Peloton, you'll know what I'm talking about. But my goal is to, at some point, I want to be top on the all time class. So if you're on the Peloton, it has who's there right now. At, right, if you're doing an on-demand one, and then it has the all-time leaders. I want to be an all-time leader. My best was 500. Well, it was just over 500. It was like 501 or something like that. 
my, my best in a class of like 200,000 people is that I got the 501 on a 30 minute ride. I want to be top dog one of these times. And, I, and when I do, you guys will all hear about it because I will brag about it until I fucking die. But I think that would be fun. We do a nice flowing, a nice low impact ride on the Peloton and we'll talk maybe to get me more fired up to work. And then it'll give me an excuse to do the podcast at night when I'm, when I'm frigging awake. All right. This is spazzing out America's podcast. It's your podcast. We talk about the things that you care about on this podcast, or at least what I think you care about. Or should I narrow it down? We talk about the things that I believe 40 plus dads care about. Dads that are 40 plus years old, I talk about the things that you care about. Because you're me, I am you, we deal with the same crap every single day. From the spilt milk to the work problems to the way we view America. Which of course we love America. Us 40 plus year old dads, we're, we're the last line of defense of real Americans. Meaning our kids are, are straight up pussies and we're going to get into that. Well, one of the topics today, we'll get into that. A couple things that I want to cover real quick though. Obviously, we do the podcast. Five, what's not obvious? Some of you guys are new listeners. We do the podcast five times a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the morning. We used to do it in the afternoon. Then my family asked me to do it in the morning. So here, that's why I'm here. We do it on Facebook. We do it on Twitter. Sometimes on YouTube, my, my laptop is super old. It's not working. I have to get a new one. So if you're on Facebook, share this, like my page. If you're on Twitter, retweet this, follow me on Twitter. Most of you listen on an app. I record my podcast while I'm doing the live feed. I do the live feed because I kind of enjoy the interaction, but not many people watch on the live feeds as opposed to the people that actually download the podcast. The podcast gets about 600 downloads a day per episode. So when I post a new episode between when it gets posted and now, it gets downloaded about 600 times. After that, it, it, it gets good downloads, but the initial kick is about 600 and I need more people to actually listen to the podcast than to be here joining me on the feed. But if you like to join me on the live feed, still go and subscribe because I I need that. That, This is how I'm going to figure out a way to monetize this so that I can get paid so that I can sit here in front of myself and then look at myself and then get paid because I love myself. Simple, right? Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, I'm working on getting on Radio.com, I'm on Pandora, all of, just about every place you get a podcast, you can get me, go to AnthonyPaziali.com, has all the links. Alright, let's move on from that. Now you know. I want to talk about Charlie Brown. Uh, th- these are, I'm definitely getting to Charlie Brown, I'm definitely getting to what I ate last night for dinner. Um, I, I got a story about uh, uh, dogs. Uh, two products that you should go out and buy immediately that will help you Make sure that you don't get coronavirus. Robot judges, you know I love robots. Robot judges are coming. Empathy and emotion. Are this, is, Do you want empathetic and emotionally sound, I don't want to say emotionally sound, and emotional soldiers fighting your battles? Um, and then there's a couple other things we could get to the debate. I don't know if we're going to get to this crap. The, de- the, the debate, no mics, and... Uh, a bill in California is going to go with an algorithm algorithm will go with an algorithm oh before that that just reminded me of something the I had a dream 
the other night. This is two nights ago, and I so I I work. Uh, there's this guy that works with me, works for me. His name's Sean, right? And the other night, I was having a dream. I don't know if you guys have these weird dreams. Don't get perverted, you sick bastards. <clears throat> I was I was sleeping, but I thought I was awake. So I'm laying in the bed, and I I have my hand under a pillow, and I'm a pillow behind me, and I and I, and I felt. I'm telling you, it felt real, as if I it felt absolutely real. My eyes were wide open in this dream and I'm looking up and I started getting pulled. I started to get pulled under the pillow. So I'm laying flat on my back and my left hand's under under a pillow and I start getting pulled under and, and now I can't move. Uh, my eyes are open. My legs can't move. My arm can't move. My lips can't move. Nothing. And, and I'm And I'm screaming and I'm like yelling, help me. Help me. Help me. No one's listening. Nobody's doing anything. Kaylee's actually laying next to me. And my hand is getting pulled under the pillow. And the person pulling me under the pillow is this dude that works with me, Sean. And he's going... <laughs> and he's pulling me under the fucking pillow. I have no idea what that shit means. I, obviously, I told him. I was like, dude, I had the craziest fucking dream where you were sucking... What you sucking. You were pulling me under a pillow. And I don't know where you were pulling me, but I couldn't. I, I couldn't get out. Um, I couldn't get you to let me go. I couldn't move. I couldn't wake up. And for a matter of what seemed like an hour, it was probably like 10 seconds. You were trying to pull me under the, under the pillow for some reason. I have no clue. So someone tell me what the hell that means. What does it mean when a guy that works with you, it tries to pull you under a pillow in the, in a fucking dream. And I, and I don't want to hear any shit about me liking dudes. I don't like dudes. I don't care if you like dudes. I don't like dudes. It was just one of those weird-ass dreams that I was defenseless, I couldn't do anything, and I felt like he was sucking me under the pillow, and he was looking. So he's got my hand pulling me. I'm looking straight up, and in, in so I'm wide awake in my dream, but in my dream's mind, I'm picturing his face, and he's going, ha, 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 pulling me under the fucking pillow. Nothing I can do. And then I woke up, and my wife is like, Katie's like, what's... What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. I, I didn't want to tell. I want to be like, oh, hey, yeah, some dude is trying to, I don't know, pull me under a pillow. And I don't know what the fuck that means. Weird dream. And I don't really dream that often. I don't I don't have crazy dreams. I don't have the dreams where, you know, my, I'm losing my teeth or stuff like that. I usually don't have those kind of dreams. The, the most common dream I have is that I'm getting choked in my sleep. That's the most common dream I have. And it's the same scenario of where I, I feel like I'm wide awake, I'm laying there in bed, and I'm just getting choked and there's nothing I can do about it. That is that that is the most common dream I have. I have it like four or five times a week where I'm literally laying in bed and I'm looking up and I, someone's choking me out. And then, of course, I wake up and I look around. And then, they, then no, that's it. And then this pillow dream. And that's why I'm talking about it because it's weird. I've never had a, a, a dream like that before. Maybe you guys can read into it. Um, also, I, I, <laughs> this is a great segue. We're going to go from uh, being sucked under a pillow to what I ate for dinner last night. Bro, I, I am not one uh, to consider myself a great chef or a good cook at all. The What I normally cook are egg and cheese sandwiches if I'm going to make something. I literally... Is, that's about all I'm good for, is I could cook and I can toast something. But yesterday I made English toast pizza and it came out phenomenal. 
Now, I, I didn't buy the ingredients for it. I didn't plan on making it. I was just hungry. I wanted pizza. I didn't want to wait for the pizza. It was like 8 o'clock at night. I didn't feel like ordering any of it. There was English muffins. I, cut, I didn't cut them in half. I turned them. I put them on a pizza pan. I had some pizza sauce. I put a little cheese on them. Cooked it for 10 minutes. They were phenomenal. I should have taken a photo of them. I don't know if you guys, now you have to understand, we know on this program, when it comes to pizza, it's straight up cheese pizza. I don't put anything else on them and nobody can eat my fucking shit. The greatest thing about these things is I made six of them and I ate all, this is my favorite thing. I ate them all while looking at my family. So my family had something else. Now, my daughter, she had a chicken salad going. My mother-in-law, she had a garden salad going. And Kaylee had some chicken kebab fucking salad going. I, I don't know. Something healthy that I just looked at and I was like, yeah, I'm not eating that shit. I'm like, I'm a man. I honestly, I wanted to come in the kitchen and go, man. We're, like, where's my man food? And I come in and they're eating rabbit food. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not eating this shit. I'm the king of this castle. If nobody wants to make me a good meal or something, you know, or at least, bro, you could have made a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I would have been pumped with it. So I, I cooked and it was good. And English toast or English muffin, what are they called? English toast? English muffin pizza, English muffin cheese pizza, bomb. Someone said try it on a bagel. No, egg and cheese sandwich on a bagel, bro. Legit, they're bomb. Egg and cheese sandwiches on bagels are the best to eat when you're drunk. 100%, you know, uh, if, if, if I get out in the real world, you know who's got a really good egg and cheese sandwich is um, uh, Kelly's Roast Beef, but they're not making them right now. Apparently, they don't have eggs during the pandemic, and they don't have cheese, and they don't have bagels. So now that the pandemic is here, nobody does fucking breakfast sandwiches. But So I make them at home. But the English, and, and it, listen, the English muffin pizza, it's something that we used to, I used to make, well, not me, but like my mom would make or, or someone would make long, long ago back in, I don't know who the fuck made it, but I remember eating it. It was bomb. I haven't had one in a really long time. Absolute bomb. And I just love that my daughter's like, daddy, can I have one? I'm like, get the hell out of here. This is daddy's. Beat it. You got your chicken. I love like looking down at my daughter being like, yeah, yeah. When you're 41, you can eat what you want. You're, you're five years old going on six. Go have your grilled chicken. Get out of my face. English muffin pizza. The bizarre. Real good. Another thing that happened to me that <clears throat> is a series of unfortunate events. My life, legit, is followed by a, by a stench. They, when I used to work in radio, they called it the stink of life. All sorts of weird, ridiculous things happen to me, and I don't think they happen to other people. For example, having a dream of getting sucked under a, under a pillow. I don't think that shit happens to people. All the weirdest crap happens to me. And something happened to me yesterday. when I So we did the podcast yesterday, and then when I was leaving for work, something happened that the timing for this to happen w w w couldn't even... For this to work out perfectly like this, you'd have to do hours and hours of practice. You know, Cam Newton and Julian Edelman would have to practice for hours to, to coordinate the timing of, of what happened. It could only happen to me. I don't think it's ever happened to any other man in, in the country, in the world. No man has ever had this happen to them. No one. I don't even think I know anybody that has this kind of luck. I, if I had the, re I have reverse luck, okay? That, that's the deal. I'm a reverse millionaire, meaning I'm about a million dollars in debt. Reverse millionaire. And I have reverse luck, meaning I have, uh, things that happen to me, it's like, damn, imagine the luck of that. 
but it's always in a shitty form. So I have a reverse millionaire, reverse luck. We do the podcast yesterday. I get done. I, when I leave my house, I leave through the basement door. I put on my work clothes. I put on my boots and I leave through the back door and un- underneath <clears throat> where my um, basement door is, it's underneath the deck. So half of my deck or half of the structure back there is a room. The other half is an actual deck where if it was raining, water could come through. You know, it, it's, but it's not that kind of a deck too. It's, it's got a cover. So water coming through would be fucking almost very unlikely. And I'm, I'm walking. I'm not thinking of anything. And I, I literally, for a second, I pause. It's not long. It's not a long pause. I just, I stop walking. And then for a second, I had to think about something. So I stopped for just a, for, for a split second, but this split second was long enough for the, for a total disaster to happen. And I'm standing there and then water starts pouring through. Now it's not a direct hit on my head, but it's on my shoulder. It's on my side and it's splatting on my bike. I have a, I have a bike. So it's between me and, and the bike and I'm getting wet and I'm like, blinking. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, it's not raining out. Where's this coming from? I, and I look up and I can see between, I, bro, I wanted to, I could have killed someone. I look up and I can, and I can see, you know how the, when, when you have a deck and the wood kind of shrinks a little bit. So now you got a nice little quarter inch or a little bit less of a space, but it's enough that you can see up. It's kind of like when you can look under the toilet. So like, it, it, it's almost in the same thing where you're, you're in a bathroom stall and you can look under the stall and you can tell who's sitting next to you by their shoes. You can sit down and you can be like, yeah, 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 that's my boy. He's got those Nikes. I know, I know those Nikes. That's my, and you feel safe and you're like, Gav, Gav, that's you, right? And Gavi's like, yeah, yeah, obviously it's me. I got the fucking Nikes on, asshole. So you, it's, it's like that. And you look up and I, and I, and I'm getting soaked. I'm like, what? Here I am. I'm like, all right, there must have been, uh, something. That either fell over or or water or or some I have no idea, but I did not expect what I thought I would see. And and I look and this motherfucker, th- this is a lot. This dog does a lot. Of fucking. But I look up and it, and it, and it's a fucking dog's ass. And I see, you know, it's it's private. And she's like li- li- directly peeing over the crack, dude. And I got a golden shower from the fucking dog. I got a golden fucking shower from this crippled ass dog. We have a dog, it's called Deddy, well her name is Betty, but she's basically dead. And you can't leave her on the deck because she will pee on the deck. I don't want any dogs peeing. First off, I don't want the dog peeing on the deck, in general. It ruins the deck, shit turns green, and it smells. I don't want that crap. You take the dog, and you bring the dog down the stairs. You don't leave the dog on the deck, you bring the dog down the stairs. The dog can't fucking walk. It's dead. They need to, honestly, if it was my dog, it'd be time to go. But she still has a little bit of life left. Miss Annie loves the dog. So doesn't Kaylee. So doesn't Presley. Fine. I'm glad. That, and I'm sure they love the dog even more now that it pissed all over me. After I told everybody that I got pissed on by the dog, they probably high-fived the dog, bought the dog the best food. They probably bought the dog the best meal it ever had in its entire life. And they were just like, oh, Betty, down on their hands and knees saluting the dog about how great it is that it pissed on me. But you have to understand the, the, the luck and the timing that has to go into something like that. What are the chances that the very moment I'm walking outside, leaving for work, someone would put the dog out on the porch? What are the chances that someone actually puts the dog on the porch and doesn't walk the fucking thing down the stairs like you're supposed to, like everybody does? 
What are the odds of that? And then what are the odds that I would stop directly underneath the dog just for a moment? Because I, I was thinking of something that I would stop. And then at that very moment, and this dog, it, it, it's like the morning pee. It's not, it's not the midday pee. It's not the night pee. It's the, I haven't taken a piss. I have not taken a piss since like seven o'clock at night pee. And now it's seven in the morning or 6.45 in the morning. And I have to go to the bathroom. It's the Austin Powers pee. It's the longest pee flow you'd, you'd imagine. And it, right when I'm standing there, and of course, I don't suspect that it's pissed, so I, I even take it for a second. I'm like, huh, it's kind of, it's splashing all over my shoulder, and it's, it's going in between me. And I'm like, I'm not even thinking it's pee. And then I look up, and there I see the dog and its ass, like basically touching, touching the wood. But literally, for the, I'm, dude, the dog almost got a perfect stream through the fucking crack in the boards. And it's just coming down, and I'm just like, okay. And I, you know what's crazy? Is I didn't even, I, I think I hit psychopath level. Cause I didn't even freak out. I just looked and I, and, and the steam off of my head was more than the steam coming off of the piss from the cold air. I had never been more, I, I literally, I just walked into the house and went on and now it's all over my shirt and I, and I'm standing, Kaylee's still in bed, but she's awake and I'm standing over looking at her and it's dark still. And she's just like, oh, you, she could tell. You could, you know, like you just stare and I'm just staring at her with those eyes. Like, yeah, that's it. Everybody in this house is going to die today. And she's like, what? What's wrong here? What's wrong? And then I turn on the light. She's like, looks at me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's piss. That's fucking piss. And then I walk out and then I, that's it. I changed my shirt and I went to work, bro. That's the, the, the luck though. I just want to, the point of bringing it up. What are the chances? that, that Getting pissed on. By a dog through a crack on the deck, right? I bet you the odds are better hitting the lottery. So that's why I say have reverse luck. Whereas some people would play the lottery and they'd win a hundred million dollars and they would win, I don't know, you know, two hundred million dollars. Me, my luck is that I'd hit the lottery except it's a golden shower. I bet you the odds of getting pissed on by a dog through a crack on a deck are right up there with getting hit with lightning, right up there with with winning the lottery. Except I got the piss. I didn't get the money. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got luck. I have reverse luck. Reverse luck. Some people would say, man, you you know, like even the guys I work with say, dude, you should pay the lottery. It's like getting shit on by a bird. And trust me, I've been shit on by a bird. So anyways... That's my event. We should probably get to a topic. Sit here. 22 minutes into the podcast. We haven't talked about a goddamn thing. And I got to go to work. All right. Charlie Brown. Um, I don't know if you guys like Charlie Brown. I like Charlie Brown. It, it, I think the reason I like Charlie Brown is that was <clears throat> something that I watched. N- not like the actual. I don't even know if they have episodes. I mean, Snoopy had a show. I'm talking about the Charlie Brown specials. The Peanut specials. Halloween. The Great Big Pumpkin. The Thanksgiving one sucks, so I don't even care about it. And the Charlie Brown Christmas special. ABC has has had the rights to the Charlie Brown specials for like the past 20 years or longer. Apple now owns it. So Apple TV owns the rights to the Great Big Pump, Pumpkin, the uh, Thanksgiving special, and the Christmas special for Charlie Brown. So you will not be able to see Charlie Brown this Halloween this Thanksgiving or this Christmas on regular TV on a network. You have to have Apple TV. Two things are going to happen here. Yes, of course, if you are a subscriber to Apple TV, 
I am not. I have my Apple TV thing, but I don't actually subscribe to their platform. Um, you, you can actually have Apple TV without subscribing to it. I have the little block and I watch Netflix and I, I watch all my shows down here on it. So for me, you're going to be, there's going to be an opportunity to watch the great big pumpkin for free over the weekend for Halloween. You'll also be able to watch the Thanksgiving day special over the holiday for Thanksgiving and the Christmas one will be like the week or two before where you'll actually get to watch it. So you just have to have an, as some kind of Apple product that you can download on a bunch of things. But for the most part, they own Charlie Brown and they're coming out with a Subi thing. Why am I bringing this up? I, I know a lot of people like it, so I just wanted to say it. I, I look forward to the Great Big Pumpkin. I like the Great Big Pumpkin Halloween special. I don't care for the um, Thanksgiving one. And I like the Christmas one. And I like watching it with my kids. So I just wanted to inform you that if you're looking for Charlie Brown and the Christmas special, well, right now it would be Halloween special, it's going to be on Apple TV. That's all. I just wanted to get that out there. For people like me that remember watching this, you know, when we watched it, um, shit, you'd have thought I was born in like the, 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 the first, when TV first came out. My dad had the big ass wooden TV, but the really small screen. So like the screen might've been like a 20 inch screen, but it was the big ass TV. It, it, the thing weighed like 5,000 pounds. And then, you know, you'd wait for the special to come on. And I, you know, I don't really think my dad liked watching it, but he would. And you'd have all the boys and we'd be sitting there watching it, but not really watching it because we'd be beating on each other. And then maybe you'd be like, all right, be quiet, be quiet. We're going to see the great big pumpkin. That's why I brought it up so you guys would know. Uh, there is going to be, or, or prepare yourself for a run on mouthwash and baby shampoo. A new study has been done, a research company, the scientists have done studies on everything to try to figure out what kills the coronavirus. Not, not once it's in you, but on surfaces and on your face, you know, for washing and ways to prevent you from getting the virus. And they have found out that mouthwash kills... 99.9% .9 of the coronavirus in your mouth, like, let's just say, I mean, I guess you'd have to, if you, if you, if you touched your mouth, you'd have to use the mouthwash, like, fucking immediately, but after 30 seconds of rinsing out your mouth, mouthwash kills 90% of the virus, so if it's in your mouth, and you haven't ingested it yet, or it, or it hasn't made its way down your throat and into your lungs, you have a shot of killing it by using mouthwash. So get ready for when, when this comes out, people are going to go mouthwash crazy. I, I'm a Listerine guy. I don't know if you guys, as far as mouthwash goes, I like Listerine. I like it to burn. When I use my mouthwash, I want it to absolutely uh, decimate the inside of my mouth. I don't know why I like to burn, but I do. It's the same thing with aftershave. I like old school aftershave that burns your skin. Um, I like the feel. The other thing is baby shampoo. Baby sh After washing with baby shampoo, for, this is a little bit longer though. For up to two minutes, uh, it takes about two minutes. If you wash with baby shampoo and you had the coronavirus somewhere on your hands, your face, your head, or you know maybe your glasses has it, and you wash your glasses with it for two minutes, it kills about ninety nine point nine percent of the coronavirus living on your skin, living on your glasses, and things like that. So mouthwash and baby shampoo are going to save us all. So get your ass to the store and stock up on when you're when you're stocking up on toilet because it's coming. They're already talking about it. <clears throat> Stock up with toilet paper 
stuck up on water, I'm going to start doing it. So you're going to be fucked because I'm going to have plenty of, plenty of sheets of paper. I'm going to wrap my Christmas presents in toilet paper this year. That's how much toilet paper I'm going to have. So you got to get your toilet paper. You got to get your water. Get your mouthwash. Get your shampoo. Get your baby shampoo. Get the baby shampoo. There. Now we got through. What else do we have? That I, I just want to get to the... All right. Should we do empathy? Well, I got to do robot judges. But I want to do empathy. Mm. All right. I love robots. So quickly, let's talk about robot robot judges. Apparently, London, in London, England, they believe that in the next 50 years, they're going to start integrating robot judges into their legal system. They're going to allow these robot judges to make rulings on cases, and they believe they will do it more efficiently than a human judge would. They believe that the robots will be able to know if someone is guilty or not by their mannerisms. They'll be able to tell. So he, hear me out. I don't know if this is exactly how it's going to go down, but they believe that robots during a trial will be able to tell whether or not someone is guilty by their eye movement, their hand movement, their head movement, the gestures that they make, the body temperature. They, they straight up believe that robots will, one, be able to judge impartially. They, they, won't, they won't pick sides. They, they'll look at hardcore facts and will be able to, to, de to deem better than a jury, better than any human, whether or not somebody is guilty when presented with the evidence and the probabilities that they did it. And I love stuff like this. I love AI. I am all for robots. I, re I really am. We've talked about it. I've said a hundred times that I want to be alive long enough to have my consciousness, my brain uploaded into a robot so that I can live forever. Quite like uh, 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 Replica, I think was the movie I just watched with Keanu Reeves. I don't want to die, man. I want to live forever. I want my, my brain to be uploaded into a hard drive. And honestly, if they don't have the technology, they could put me in a lawnmower until they do have the technology. Drop my ass into a toaster, great. And then they have the technology to take my brain, my hard drive, and put it into a robot. I want to be there. I disagree with this one. I hardly ever disagree with, 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 with the technology things, but I, I do not like the idea of having robots judge people until robots can think like us. Once they can think like us, I'd be cool with it. I'm not for having a judge. Listen, I understand that judges should be impartial. That I that, that I agree with 100%. When ruling on something, a judge needs to be able to put all things aside and rule on the law that is put at hand. Where it becomes an issue for me is you take the human emotion out of it where judges or, or the learnability or the experience where judges can sometimes make a judgment call on certain cases. Now, I'm not talking about the hardcore cases where someone's a terrorist or they're a kidnapper or a pedophile or the scumbag felonies. I'm talking about somebody has made a bad decision in their life. Someone has done something, but they're generally a good person. And maybe they deserve a shot at, at something else in and, and a I don't think a robot can sense the sincerity in somebody or can sense the fact that, you know what, this guy might be worth a shot and giving him a little bit of a break because he, he made a, he, he just, maybe the guy, literally, maybe the guy's just had, maybe the guy got peed on. Maybe the guy was walking out of his basement and a dog took a fucking pee on him and he snapped and he just, 
He snapped and he, you know, he ripped down the neighbor's fence and the guy just needs a fucking break. I don't know that robots are there, could get there. I don't, they would be too much of a matter of fact. They'd be too damning. They'd be too good. There'd be no room for leeway. Not that I think there should be leeway with criminals, but I think you understand what I mean, that when you take the human element out of it, it becomes a problem. Now, if you want to talk about robot judges in, in sports, I think that would be great. I would love to see robot referees, robot empires. These dudes would never fucking fuck up, ever. It would be great. Instant replay would be instant because the robot would be recording as the robot is watching the play unfold. The robot could instantly do instant replay in its own head and say it could stop. And then the commentators could say, all right, we're going to pause while the robot does an instant replay in its head. And the robot can confirm that, yes, in fact, the play on the field stands. That stuff would be great. But in terms of judging people, until robots can think like us, until robots have that, hey, we're going to get into empathy, into that empathetic emotional processing, it's not going to work. It will work great for hot, listen, you want to, te- to, to go after terrorists? Go ahead. You want to you throw the hammer and the robots at the terrorists? Great. If, if they're guilty, slam them. The thing that kind of gets me nervous is where they talk about how the robot can determine whether or not someone is guilty by their mannerisms. That doesn't work for me. You need to be judged guilty by evidence. You need to be found guilty by hardcore DNA evidence in certain crimes. You need uh, witness testimonies, uh, videos, caught red-handed. We're, we're innocent until proven guilty. We are not innocent until our mannerisms prove us guilty. We are not innocent until, you know, I raise my eyebrow and the robot, robot goes, oh, that guy's fucking guilty. So I don't agree with this. This is one thing I, I, I'm not for yet. But I, I would like to see a test run of, of robots in sports. I think that you, you could get the best. I mean, even if they just had one. Let's say you had a human ref who was the head ref. And then the rest of the, uh, of the crew were, were bots. If you get the, the dog from Boston Dynamic. Thing runs up and down. And its job is just to, listen, spot. That's what he does. He spots the ball. He just, he's the line judge, runs up, runs up and down, and he calculates the spot to a fucking T. That shit would be awesome. Four robots. I don't like the idea of having robots being judges yet, but that's a conversation we're going to have. I, listen, you'll probably still be here. 50 years from now, I'm not going to be here. Maybe I will. I'll be, I'll be 90, and hopefully my brain will be in a robot, but we will at some point have the discussion about robots and about whether or not they deserve rights. It's going to fucking happen. At some point in the next hundred years, bots will be having the next revolution. Bots will be uh, fighting for their rights. Bots will be protesting so that they can vote, so that they can get jobs, all this shit. I believe in this stuff. I'm telling you. And I'm not a coon. I'm not like a, a, a whack job that wears a fucking tinfoil hat on his head. And I meant to say kook, not fucking coon. So please don't prosecute me for that. I'm not a robot. I'm just a human and it fucking came out wrong. You fucking assholes. Jesus Christ. That's, I'm going to get canceled for saying that. At least I was talking about robots. <clears throat> All right. Moving on from robots. We got one more thing. And then I really, guys, I got to go to work. Uh, the army here. I, I, this is a tough one for me to talk about because I never served in the military. I will tell you this, I don't have many regrets 
in my life. I don't regret much. I, I really don't. One thing that I do regret is that I never joined the military. I, I feel that I should have for at least four years. I probably should have did it when I was younger. Um, you know, but selfishly, like a scumbag, and, and, I, and I admit my follies and I feel bad about it. But I, had, I got a job in radio at a young age. And that's what I wanted to do with my life. And instead of doing the right thing and putting country first, which I would do now. But at a young age, I, I was an ass, um, you know, and, and a liberal. You know, I was a, I was a young liberal dipshit. And I, and I put myself before I put the country. And when talking with my father and stuff about joining the military, I was like, hey, you know, Dad, I already got this job in radio and this is what I want to do. And if I leave now for four years, I'm going to be behind the curve. You know, like if I had left for four years, I shit, by the time I was 24, by the time I was 20, I had a full-time job on the air and working on WAAF. And by the time I was, you know what I mean? Like I, I was four years into it at 24. I would have been starting at 24 and then I would have been like 28. So I, I, I didn't join the military, which I wish I had. So I regret that. Now, the reason I bring this up is there's a story in the news about the military and I, and I, I it's, it's tough to talk about something that you really don't have much experience with, all you can kind of do is give some opinions and give your best educated thoughts on it. But it's tough to do because you don't live it and you don't know. Now, I support the military 150,000%. I appreciate the fact that these people did what I couldn't. They gave up their lives. And I think about it all the time. Anytime I see someone in the military, I'm like, this guy actually gave up his dream. I didn't give up mine like an asshole. They gave up their dream. So that they could protect us, so that they can serve the country for four years, some for 20, some for, you know, a long time. They gave their lives or, or their dreams up. Some people, yes, some, some actually did give their lives. They gave the ultimate sacrifice and they're not with us anymore. But the people that didn't pass away or didn't get killed in the line of battle still gave up their life. They still gave up time, years of their lives so that they could defend us. They gave up on their dreams to protect us. To do what everybody should really do is, at some point in your life, you should do something for your country. I, I am going to try someday to run for office. I don't know if I can. I got a lot of skeletons, and I don't think anybody wants to vote for a guy who got peed on by a dog. But I'll try to because I think I'd like to be a public public servant to give back to the country. I could have done it when I was young, and I didn't. So there, there's my 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 whine about it. The military is looking into whether or not <clears throat> um, empathy. And emotion is something they need to develop in soldiers. I, I, I don't know. Here's the, I, I, the only thought when I read this story is whether empathy would be helpful to soldiers. I thought of this book that I read, which became a Mark Wahlberg movie, but I read the fucking book first because I interviewed uh, Marcus Luttrell, um, was Lone Survivor. If you haven't read the book or if you haven't saw the movie, t spoiler alert. What happens in a nutshell is empathy and emotion makes these guys make a decision to let some kids go. They're up, they're in Afghanistan, they're in the fucking hills, they're on like a covert mission. Um, and they get busted, they get caught, they get spotted by kids. And then they, they an ensuing conversation goes on with these guys on what to fucking do. You know, like, do you kill the kids? Do you take the kids captive? Or do you let the kids go? Now empathy and emotion takes over. And the empathy and the emotion ends up costing everyone's life except, of course, the lone survivor who comes home and writes the fucking book. 
They decide to let the kids go. Or I don't even know if they were all kids. I can't even remember. It was either a kid or a guy. Whatever they did. <clears throat> I haven't read the book in a long time. And I haven't seen the movie in a while. So they let the, the, the person go. And they go back to the village. And they tell the villagers, hey, there are soldiers in the hills. And before you know it, these guys are under attack. They didn't even get enough time to get the fuck out of there. And all of them died but one. Every one of them died because they made a decision that was one in the conversation was rooted about back at home. They discussed like, hey, if we do something to these kids or to these people, whatever they were, when we go home, we're going to get prosecuted. If it gets found out that we killed them, we're going to go to jail because we were trying to save ourselves, right? Then they kind of thought empathetically like, you know, th th these th these people have nothing to do with the war. Whereas other guys in the crew were like, no, we're getting fucking, we're going to, we're taking them with us. We have a better chance of getting out of here before someone realizes they're missing than sending them down back to the fucking, to the hills and getting us caught. So simple. What happened here is that these guys got empathetic. They used their empathy, which it's only human. We're all humans. We have, we, we have empathy and empathy can sometimes be a weakness or, or put you at risk because you feel empathetic. It's like the Kaylee and the mouse. She felt empathetic for the mouse. For those of you who don't know, I have a mouse problem here. We caught a mouse on a trap. It was a, it was a sticky trap. Kaylee watched a YouTube video about how to let the mouse go. She let the mouse go. She had empathy for the mouse and sure as shit, the mouse is back in my house guaranteed eating my $10 bread. I'm not empathetic like that. I would have killed the mouse. And I'm not a bitch about killing the mouse. I would have stomped that fucking thing out and it had been gone. Now this is a little bit different. Now we're talking human lives. Now we're talking wartime. And I have no experience and that's why I have a tough time talking about it. But I try to give my best opinion I can. And the only instance where I've seen or read where empathy was a good thing. It, and we ended up losing like nine Navy SEAL guys. We uh, A bunch of, the, uh, of these guys all got killed because they let their emotion and their empathy let some people go. I don't know what the right thing to do in that situation is. I'm not a soldier. I don't know if, if you kill the people. I don't know if you, if, you, if you trap them. All I can do is use myself. I, I can say this. I'm always picking me over you. Every fucking time. Every goddamn time I am picking me over you. Like I said, if there's a squirrel in the road... I'm not swerving, I'm running the squirrel over. I'm not going to kill myself, hit a god reel, so that I can save a squirrel. The monkeys, I'm testing them. I'm going to test every monkey to, 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 stop, to, to get the cure for cancer, for coronavirus, for everything. I, I'm eating the last slice of pizza. I'm drinking the last bottle of water. I'm doing it. And I'm fighting you for it. That's me. I'm not empathetic in that scenario. I'm just not. If I'm down to my last dollar, I get the last dollar. Of course, for my kids, that I would be empathetic. That that would be the only scenario where I'm empathetic towards a tough situation is if my kids needed it. My kids would get it first. Everybody else would be fucked. Because if I can't be here for my kids, then, you know, until they're adults. Now, when Narium gets like 18 years old, that dude better watch out. Because it's me versus him. I'm going to tell him straight up, like, bro, you're 18. That last slice on the table, we're fighting for that. That's... <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to be like, bro, I paid for it. Get your fucking greasy fingers off my cheese pizza. So I don't know. I'm guessing that having empathy is not a good thing if you're a soldier. 
I'm guessing being empathetic does isn't conducive to victory. I'm I'm surprised, and and I guess it maybe it speaks a lot about where we're going now in the United States that we're now trying to put empathy into our soldiers who are probably supposed to be killing machines and need to be at their top peak and be able to make quick snap decisions about winning wars as opposed to before they lob a bomb into the enemy's building thinking about what's going to happen. They need to just take orders and do it and let the generals worry about the fallout. I think. I don't know. I'm not a soldier. What I could say is this. I respect and I honor anybody that has been in the military. I can just tell you from, I like to bring things to home, to dad, to me. I can just tell you this. In scenarios where empathy are, are needed in, in, a, in a way of protecting yourself, it never, ever turns out to be a good thing. Ever. It's, it's, you catch someone breaking into your house and you get empathetic and you let them go. It turns, I'll give you an example. I got hit from behind in my truck maybe a year ago and I got empathetic about it. I got empathetic and the kid was 18 years old. He hit me from behind and I let it go. And I just said, Hey, no big deal. A dent in my bumper, right? Well, that bumper turned into from dent to rust to me needing a fucking new bumper. And I had to pay for it because I felt like an idiot and empathetic towards the 18 year old. What I should have did was like, yeah, bro, I don't give a shit how old you are. I fucking license insurance. We're doing this. I'm getting a new bumper now. Instead, I got a new bumper a few years later because the small dent turned into rust, which ended up fucking up my whole thing. Well, straight up because of laziness, I probably could have stopped the rust problem when it first thought it happened, but I didn't. New bumper on a, on my truck. Get the point where when you when you add empathy, it, it, emotion can, can fuck with you. Emotion, never, ever, ever, ever. I always say this to my kids. Never let emotion make you do something you can never take back. Empathy is one of those emotions where it can fuck with you and you can put yourself in danger. It will come back to bite you in the ass. It's, it's like Cobra Kai. If you don't fucking finish him, he's coming back. Finish him. Finish him. At least I think that's how it's supposed to be. Again, I'm not a soldier. All right. Thank you so much for listening to America's podcast. I really appreciate it, guys. I got to go to work. All right. I'm out.